0: Welcome to the Life at Anchor podcast, where I will be sharing stories, tips and tricks, and having conversations with friends about how to live a creative and intentional life anywhere you may drop anchor. I'm your host, Van Wynn. I'm a military spouse, proud mama bear to two, avid crafter and memory keeper, and self-proclaimed foodie. And this is episode eight. Today, I am chatting with my dear friend, Heather Conklin. She is an artist, a crafter, a wife, a mother, a high school teacher, an arts commissioner, and a lover of all things Tacoma, Washington, coffee, and God. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. This is fun. So before we go into the crux of, you know, who you are and your story and our discussion about scrapbooking or crafting, we usually talk about three basic questions. And so here's your chance. What are you loving these days?
1: Uh, I'm loving my Nespresso maker that we got a couple years ago. That's like getting us through every single, uh, work day right now. Bridgerton, the, the series that's yes. been pretty fun. Yes. Um, and I've read like half of the books. That's a lot of fun. It's just kind of like seeing it on the on the big screen essentially. But, um, the TV show is a lot more racy. It's kind of fun. I know. <laughs> Episode six. Have you gotten uh-huh. there yet? Oh, I've I've watched it. I think I've now I'm on like two and I haven't paid attention so much the second round, but um I've I definitely binged them all. So <laughs> like the short socks from Target that are like a dollar fifty a pair. Wait, what? Because oh yeah, they have like super cute, super fun socks that um My children keep stealing. So I just keep buying new ones. (laughs) Uh, and for the price point, I'm like, I don't really care what happens to them. And they never have matching socks anyway. Like those three things are kind of getting us through.
0: So the, the espresso related thing that I'm loving very specific is the sea salt espresso martini mixer from Stonewall kitchen. I do not know about this. You know, I've, I've tried a lot of mixes and for the most part, I'm not a huge fan of mixes. I think, you know, making a a cocktail from scratch is always better, but oh my gosh, this mixer is legit. I made a couple of cocktails for my neighbors on the, on the driveway one day. And after that one neighbor was like, oh, we're buying a case of that. (laughs) It is so good. You mix it in a cocktail shaker with half and half this mixer and vodka. And I happen to have a vanilla vodka on hand. It is decadent and delicious. So highly recommend that. We'll link it down below.
1: <laughs> oh, this sounds awesome. All right.
0: Next time we should just, I mean, you know, both of us just make martinis on the side and drink while we're chatting.
1: <laughs> we totally should. So what are you working
0: on? And it can be crafty or, you know, professionally or for the house, like whatever you want to share.
1: Uh, we're we're in the middle of many house projects. The people who owned our, our house before us, they were lovely and they took this awesome Cape Cod and, Kind of like bump bump places out and like fixed up the tops the top floor so it's like two rooms and a bathroom and it's great. But they painted the entire main floor um, trim burgundy. So uh, every so often I get a little bug to go paint that. And with the pandemic, I thought I'd have lots of time, but teaching <laughs> online and my kids that was proven wrong. So that's the summer project. In the meantime, I'm. Trying to teach myself procreate. Oh, I've noticed on Instagram yeah. your beautiful drawings. I'm getting there. So, um, Bardo Brush, which is an amazing she's um, Lisa Bardo, and she makes brushes for procreate, and they're really fun. Uh, but she's actually built a really cool community, and so she does this thing called Make uh, Is Making Art Every Day or Make Art Every Day. And so she's got prompts and I kind of do what I can because life is crazy. But I've been kind of slowly picking up some different techniques and tricks. And and it's kind of fun because it kind of gives you the permission just to play and not necessarily always be the best at it yet.
0: I have been admiring your procreate posts so much and getting I was like oh I wonder how she's learning how to do that but I will check out Lisa Bardot I noticed on one of them too you almost have like a watercolor paper feel is that something that you picked up from Lisa or just from somewhere else
1: yeah that's actually she's got these magic papers that kind of they they look like watercolor which is one of the mediums that I usually use so it kind of almost has this like it's very, very forgiving in the sense that you can uh, mess up and then you just have to like double tap your iPad and then it goes away where in real life you're like, Oh, how am I going to turn that <laughs> into something good? Yeah. But it's, it's been kind of fun. It's been fun. And, and I can see the summer I'll have a lot more time to kind of work on, on that stuff. And I don't think anything will ever happen with it, but, uh, it's fun. It's a, something for me, yeah. I think is the, is the whole
0: thing? Um, I'm definitely going to check it out. I when I got my iPad, one of the motivations was to use iCreate or Procreate, and I and I yes. love my iPad now, probably more for the Good Notes app, and have not used Ooh. Procreate as much as I thought I would. But the Good Notes for me has made the iPad worth it. What are you not working on or like letting go of, and just being like, not today?
1: <laughs> I think we've been really. So my husband works for a Fortune 500 company. And, and so he's doing that upstairs, sometimes with the third grader, sometimes not, depending on what's going on. Um, our sixth grader is downstairs, and then sometimes I have the third grader with me. So we've just kind of been letting go of the fact that um, sometimes you don't mute everything. And life happens around, and I've had to kind of just realize that we're doing our best. and And that's been a little bit freeing, just kind of. Letting go of of that part about trying to pretend that um, we're not in a pandemic and all rattling around our house and working at the same time. I've let go of grocery shopping. Uh, I think that uh, Fred Meyer's click list is like the best thing ever. You have to kind of right now let go of everyone else's expectation of you. And as a little bit of a perfectionist, it's hard, but it's just it's the reality of where we are right now.
0: Well, many kudos to your superhero powers for not only obviously being at home with your kids and homeschooling but also, you know, being a virtual teacher to high schoolers. On a less important note, I'm just not working on scrapbooking. <laughs> I just haven't scrapbooked or memory kept anything in 2021 and thankfully I still do make sure that I have creative time, but I don't have creative time for Scrapbooking, paper crafting, making stuff and sewing all the same time. So scrapbooking memory keeping around the back burner, but I'm sure it will have its time to come back.
1: <laughs> you know, I haven't really like to to actually scrapbook though, I haven't really scrapbooked a whole lot. I did, I did most well, I say I did. Uh I planned out last December's December daily. It's kind of all set up, but there's no photos and there's no embellishments and nothing's really done, but I have it set. I have it planned. So you have the foundation pages. Yes. So maybe maybe that's like a spring bake project. Oh, yeah. But but that's – I mean, but scrapbooking itself, I have not – I don't know. I think there's a piece of, of what's going on that's really difficult to – I don't know. For me, it's really difficult to put into words that don't sound super negative. But I haven't really scrapbooked in a long time. I make a lot of crafts and I make a lot of cards, but the other is just kind of – I don't know. It feels – it feels weird. I think it is
0: hard. I mean, even when I look at my scrapbooks, you know, the time that we had spent in Hawaii, for example, I have that scrapbook actually complete or the times when, you know, Justin and the kids and I are all together because he's on a job that allows him to be at home. I do scrapbook yep. it, but y- you do see the gaps of the really hard times when he was gone at sea deployments, you know, Benjamin was born and really sick and he wasn't around because it is, it is difficult to tell that story. And so when I, I am able at an, in a space where I want to share it or memorialize it usually isn't like a normal scrapbook like the happy years were but it's more like let's take an Ally Edwards kit and use it as a journaling prompt to like describe yes. how I'm feeling and I imagine that maybe when I actually because you know 2020 I didn't scrapbook I you know, did these chat books um that I talked about with my other friend Sierra my neighbor but I didn't do a scrapbook because, you know, most of like March, obviously COVID hit and my husband left in May and has been gone effectively since then. And he'll come home next week, but then he'll be gone again for who knows, you know, we just won't, we won't ever live together again until probably next, I mean, a year and a half at the earliest. So I think I agree with you when it's hard and it's challenging, you want to do things that bring you joy into scrapbook stories that, aren't joyous because you're at home hunkered down or frustrated it, it you know you need a you need a different outlet so I, I totally hear you
1: well and I think I think just the fact that we're still in it there's no there's no there's been no closure because I've I've I'm definitely all about scrapbooking the hard stories um and I've done it before but this is it's still open it's still open and raw and sore and it's too hard to really like do an in-process process Story for me um, that I haven't really been able to just to kind of I don't know I kind of want to like sit back and then reflect versus like in the middle of it.
0: Discussion reminds me I did a lot of work about public history and the commemoration of like war in my undergrad and graduate studies, and it's true when you look at at what point is a community as a whole ready to commemorate their the dead or war. Um, or the process of it, and usually it's a, a very long period of time, right? Like you don't even see the National World War II Memorial built until decades later,
1: and, exactly.
0: You know, and the Vietnam was one of those rare ones where, like, when we were still in the midst of it, is when you're you you saw kind of living memorials happening. You know, even the actual Vietnam War Memorial was still too raw, even in the negotiation of the design. Yeah. So I think there. I mean, that's actually one of the reasons I loved scrapbooking was the parallel of that to public memory and community memory. And this is probably one of the few times since I've been scrapbooking and memory keeping our personal lives that I see clear parallels to the stuff that I studied academically. And because of you is when I made that epiphany. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell our audience just a little bit about yourself?
1: So um, I was born, like I live actually like 15 minutes away from where I was born. Oh, really? Yeah, I was born actually in Tacoma and my parents lived like in the next town over in Gig Harbor and and when my I met my husband in college, um, we went to Central Washington University and I met him and we came back not knowing what we were going to do. And I ended up getting a job like a week. I got a job a week before we got married. And so I kind of got a high school art job. It just like randomly popped up and I said, sure, I'll apply for it. Uh, and now this is my 17th year of teaching at at Lincoln in Tacoma. And I love it. It is a title one school. It's probably, oh gosh, the numbers always change. So it's probably about anywhere between 80 and 90% free your reduced lunch, depending oh, wow. on which metrics you kind of look at. Um, I think about 75% usually say that they are, but, and the demographics have changed definitely over the 17 years. So, um, but it's, it's a great job. Uh, I teach art. And so I teach painting and drawing and printmaking. And I've taught lettering. I've taught art history, AP art history. Um, that was how I got through college was AP art history. Or at least art history in general. Um, and then, yeah, we go to school and, and work in Tacoma. And then my husband um, works in Auburn. So it's just a little bit of a commute. But... I've never really lived out. I've never lived outside of Washington. So this has been my home forever. And I actually live in the neighborhood that I kind of drove around in when I was in high school.
0: I love it. So
1: when I, when we bought a house, I was like, here's the neighborhood we're going to live in, (laughs) which amuses my husband to this day. And, and then I'm also part of our art commission. So we fund, um, Tacoma has a really strong art commission and we fund, uh, local artists, and they get to kind of do what they get to do. So it's uh, lots of public art and we meet once a month. We didn't meet for the first few months of pandemic. And then now we're all online, which is crazy. But we meet and we get to basically give thousands of dollars away. Um, I think it's like $2 million every biennium for different programs and artists. And it's, pre- it's a pretty cool gig. Um, and I'm there as our educational person. I'm on a couple design teams, so I actually work with authentic paper I have for quite a few years now. And Diamond Press, which is it makes stamps and dies and they're really fun. I'm like what else? I don't know what else. I, I think mean, that's about it. I mean it. that is
0: that is a lot. That's I, a lot. I, you don't even need to have what else. You could have stopped at, you know, I grew up in Tacoma. <laughs> so how did you get involved in the arts commission Tacoma? Like did someone invite you? Did you apply? Was it just something that you've always been involved in and now wanted a leadership role in?
1: No, so uh, one of my friends uh, was actually part of the Art Commission and she ended up adopting a lovely, wonderful baby. And she was kind of like, I really want someone that I, I know to do this. And so she gave me the info. And then it's an application. And I was just thinking, you know, la la la, la. I'll go to this little interview. And the entire city council was sitting there. And I just kind of was like, um, okay, this is much more uh, important than I had previously thought, um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into actually, but it's, it's been really amazing just because you get to be a part of essentially making your city beautiful, which is super fun. What are some Um, of your
0: favorite um, projects that during your tenure as an art commissioner, you've been able to fund?
1: So, uh, the area in which our school is in is called the Lincoln District, and they act we actually got to basically revitalize the community. And so they put in public art, and they put in um, this beautiful gateway that has uh, these kind of like shimmering little medallions and clouds. and' this is, it's beautiful. We've gotten to put in a gate that students actually helped design that that's been amazing all kinds of really fun things there and then also just kind of the day-to-day fun kind of things we've we've done ways goose which is a printmaking festival so we've actually gotten students to help with that and they actually use a bulldozer the rolly ones that like flatten things that's not a bulldozer I don't remember what it's called they use something <laughs> oh, some construction. steamroller oh steamroller roller, okay. my brain uh, but we've made these like big, like three foot by three foot steamroller prints. And, then you, and so really? rather than like this little stamp. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Wow. We've got some pretty good art going on. It's definitely been a little bit sidelined from COVID and, and not being able to gather. But there's a lot of really fun things that happen in the city. Like this weekend is uh, Lunar New Year. And so one of the really cool things that happens is we have an artist who started this uh, kind of thing called Monkey Shines. And it started as, you know, a couple hundred of these glass medallions that were of the year of the monkey. And she she and her people hid them all over town. And so it's now like this big, huge scavenger hunt. And they're in parks and they're in public places. And now the number has like gone dramatically up. So now we're, I think there are a couple thousand medallions and glass orbs and So that'll, that'll be happening hopefully this weekend and you can sometimes find one and we've, we've gotten, uh, nothing (laughs) really. We've got a couple, couple of rogue things, but we haven't, we haven't found our orb yet. So maybe this year will be the year. That is so
0: cool. That is amazing. I love how there's so many great and fun, vibrant things that are happening in these public spaces that is interactive it's not just like here look at this install but something even like the you know the lunar your lunar new year monkey shines is I mean that sounds wonderful something almost like a geocaching event for the little kids but based on you know a cultural event and art which is amazing
1: totally love it but you never and you never know where they are so some people have found they found monkey shines from five years before
0: oh wow
1: so some of them are hidden very very well. So were you
0: an arts major in college?
1: Yes and no. Okay. So I was, I, I actually have a, a K-12 art education degree, okay. which is apparently a bizarro degree that like very few people have. And so in college, like the art department didn't really want me and the ed department didn't oh, really no. want me. I was kind <laughs> of like a weird, like our, art group was a little like no one really kind of wanted to do all of the, the work to get us to graduate, but we did. But it's kind of a funky degree. But I was always an artist. I've always like I've always done like I've always done things with my hands. It, I don't know. It makes people crazy sometimes and, and others just kind of find it just like oh, that's what Heather does. <laughs> um, but I've always drawn. I've always like cross stitched. I've always I tried knitting that did not go well. Um, I've always painted, I've always done a lot of things, but growing up, I was going to be a doctor and then I actually shadowed a doctor and I was like, I don't want this job. <laughs> and so I, I had to kind of figure out well, what do I want to do? And I was already working with middle school kids and my parents are both teachers and I never wanted to be a teacher because my parents, but I, it ended up being my passion. And so against my parents wishes, I actually went into education. <laughs> That was, you know, that was kind of how I ended up doing what I, what I do, but it is, it is, it is what I do. Yeah. Like it has always been what I do. And I, my husband calls me the teenager whisperer because I can actually talk to them and they'll talk back, but in a good way, it's always been what I've, what I've done. And I've always been an artist, but I've always been kind of this person who, I don't know, leads children, I guess.
0: Well, that goes to the next question because since you are an artist. I mean, you are legit an artist. (laughs) And I think that, and going back to even how we know each other, like you and I know each other through the online scrapbooking community. Here's the question, because I feel like most people who I assume are artists like you look down at crafters, like paper crafters and scrapbookers, because, you know, we use the things that other people make because maybe we don't have the Acum to do it ourselves. How did you then find yourself in this area of like scrapbookers?
1: So I was, I was totally one of those people that like <laughs> was like, oh my god, scrapbook. Because there is a piece to scrapbooking in some circles that is very like rote and routine, and there's no artistry to it. And I think that is the scrapbooking that most people associate with scrapbooking is the. You know, here's your layout. Everything is pre-cut for you. You just stick things together and you essentially are like a gluer. Like that's the whole job. I actually got into scrapbooking though because the the gal in our, like the lived in our apartment above us was so loud that she invited me to a creative memories party. And I was no. like, I want to see your apartment because what is going on up here? <laughs> like that is legit how I got into scrap.
0: But, from that experience with this creative memories, that was your first kind of like entryway. And then you just from there, tried to discover other you know products, or you know,
1: i I think then I started by I think the first real paper I bought was when my husband went on a on one of the first business trips he went on. and I went to our local scrapbook store slash art supply. and I just bought a whole bunch of paper, and they're like, buy four for a dollar bin. And I was like, Ooh, this paper is nice. (laughs) And it really was like collecting these like fun patterns and things that I really started. I really started liking scrapbooking. It was a basic gray's June bug. Oh, basic gray. They still do a
0: lot of beautiful fabrics too, but yeah,
1: totally do. But that was that like, yeah, basic gray was my like gateway into um, buying expensive paper. (laughs)
0: So now how did you then go from, okay, full on artists teaching in the industry, um, now discovered love of scrapbooking, uh, memory keeping, how did you find yourself on these design teams? And I know you've been doing design team work for a long time. Cause your, your relationship with Authentique is, I mean, how many years? over, over a decade? No,
1: I think it's, I think it's been nine or 10 years. Yeah. So how did you yeah. find yourself there? um Melody. So Melody from Scrapbook steel, Uh Love I know you, Melody she, she kind of was like, "Hey, you know, I'm working for this great company and one of like well, our friend Karen who um used to live in in the area over here, um she was like, "Hey, come see this, you know, authentic they got some authentic at this scrapbook store. That's you know a couple towns over, but it's, you know, a 20 minute 30 minute drive." So I grabbed a couple pieces and I made a few projects and I threw, you know, some decent photos in and, and that was kind of it. So Karen and um, Melody. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, scrapbook steals people basically. <laughs> and then from there, it's just kind of, I've worked a little bit with, we are memory keepers did like a guest design for there, worked with Zyron yeah. and our friend Beth. And then she asked me if I would do diamond press. And so I just, I've just i been doing Diamond Press, I think it's been like two and a half years, maybe, mm-hmm. going on three, somewhere in there. How so do you I'm have in- time?
0: Because I know Diamond Press. So for those who don't know, um, and I may be revealing too much information about me because I know all about HSN Crafts and Diamond <laughs> Press and We Are Memory Keepers and Zyron, they turn out a lot of product very yes. quickly. How do you have time yeah. to do all of this design teamwork, which I know you do a lot of with everything else in this pandemic? I mean, do you, I know I don't sleep. Do you not sleep either?
1: Uh, n- no, I don't, I don't really like I, I wake up if I go to bed early, I wake up at like four with a start.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Austin. Uh, so some of it's a little piecemeal, like a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm I'm always busy. Like it drives, it drives my husband nuts sometimes and he's just learned to accept it. But I, I did, I did actually buy myself a little tiny folding table and that has been perfect because one, my daughter Rowan can use it for school and she likes to wiggle the table. So she's not wiggling mine, (laughs) Uh, but it also is portable. So I can take my diamond press and I can put it in the living room, and we can watch a movie. And I can do all the stuff that I really need to do or want to do uh, right there. So yeah. I think a lot of it is is prepping. I'm a big like sketcher of ideas. If I can sketch it, then it takes me far less time to make anything. But it's also being true to your own style. So I really am. I don't know how I would explain my style. It's kind of clean, but it's lots of bright colors. Like that's just what I am drawn to. So Mm -hmm. I just stick with what I'm with what I do.
0: Do you ever feel because you're creating so much, how do you keep yourself inspired?
1: I like Instagram. Like I just will like flip through Instagram when I'm sitting doing not much. And I think that is really helpful But I don't look at, like, I don't know, I use Instagram very differently, I think, than a lot of other people. I I very much see it as idea generator. So I do that. I watch some videos, you know, but I also, I just look at something, like, I'll look at new products, and I kind of go, all right, so that's what they, like, that's what it looks like. And then I kind of go, okay, well, what do I want to do with it? And I think that's the difference between whether or not it's going to take a lot of time or not, it's just kind of, Like, what is, what does the stamp set say to you? Like, what do you want to do with it? What are you drawn to kind of create with it? And I don't necessarily use, not everything is like colored in exactly how other people do. And, and I just kind of make what I make, what I would want to give somebody else. And I think giving myself permission to treat product like that has been really helpful because then I kind of get to whatever, whatever company I work with or whatever I'm making it's always in what, what's something beautiful that I would actually want to give to somebody. You know, it's funny, like
0: thinking about how I used to look at, you know, these crafting products back in the day when for me, cause I, I wasn't an artist like you, I'm you know a lawyer, a, a finance transactional lawyer, which is probably the far opposite of a high school art teacher that you can get. But, <laughs> but I would use the opportunity, like what you just said, I'd see these product and use it as a great way to, you know, create something out of the box. And I would spend Days or hours on these elaborate, beautiful pages that I love and cherish, but nowadays sometimes I am almost the polar opposite. Like I, I, I subscribe to a number of Diamond Press card kits that are on auto ship on SN. and when I get them, oh, I love them, love them because they're so much cheaper. I because <laughs> they're cheaper than. The, I mean, I love Lawn Fawn, but Lawn Fawn die die cut card kits are really expensive, and the Diamond Press ones are just cheaper. They're more affordable, and I get auto ship. Well,
1: there's, there's a piece of it that, you know, I look at some of that and, and I go, okay, what will I want to create for a season mm-hmm. and what do I want to use to create for a lifetime? Oh, I and like that. you know, and I mean, because I get a lot of product, you know, some things I'm like, no, I really will use this like forever, or I'm going to use this for, I'll, you know, for a few weeks or a few months. And then I'm just going to kind of pass it along. I think, I think that's definitely the thing is just kind of use what you want, use what makes you happy. And then if you, if it no longer brings you happiness, you know, there, give yourself permission to give it to somebody else who it might, who it might bring them happiness. For sure. Um, but I'm not very Marie Kondo and I'm like, <laughs> I want to keep all the things for all the time, but I, I try to be, I go through waves of that, I think.
0: So do you have a craft space? dedicated or does it kind of like have to move, especially cause everyone's home now?
1: So I actually have, I have a full, a full studio. Okay. Um, and I just got a really cool, um, like sit stand table Ooh. and, and a bigger TV so I can like craft and watch TV at the same time.
0: <laughs> Wait, did you see that Beth got the craft, that, um, dream box?
1: Oh, I'm a bit jealous about that. Oh like, gosh. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. I like, know. It's, you know, I will say like, there's a piece of me that's like, yeah, I could totally rock that. And then I'm like, but I don't want to put anything. I don't want to move anything anymore. <laughs> oh my God.
0: But you, so you've got a bigger table, a sit stand table, and you have your and own said, dedicated studio.
1: Yes. Wow. But right now it also is my classroom. Oh no. And so there's a bit of it where I'm in. I'm in my studio all the time, which sounds awesome, but I'm not doing like my normal crafting. And so it feels like, like when I'm there for too long doing even crafting, it kind of feels like I'm still at work. Yeah. And so the table, I like, you know, it's just, this, it's a dumb, it looks like well, you know, the Costco folding tables only it's like 30 inches wide. Um. But it feels like I can leave and then go join my family and not have to sit on the floor and be all kind of like, you know, bent over on the floor. But it just it's allowed me to kind of do family things, but not necessarily be in my studio because it is my classroom.
0: Yeah, for sure. At least, though. You're a studio and you're an art teacher, so it's seemingly related. Can I tell you? I'm doing Zoom training for a new attorney. And they see like a giant sewing table and like scrapbook paper <laughs> in the
1: background. <laughs> and you're like Where are uh, you right now, Van? No, I I will say I had like you know, I took a I took a little uh, some note from Paige Evan. She has this beautiful scrapbook room and she has her favorite, you know, 12 favorite layouts or twenty-five favorite layouts on the wall. And mm. I I did that with like, I think it was nine. But it felt weird having scrapbook pages with my kids and me in the background of all of my Zoom calls yeah. and teens meetings. So I took actually our um, our big three foot by three foot steamroller print, and that is my backdrop. So Ooh. it feels kind of like more worky than than anything else, and it's still art related, but it's not. Then I don't have to do the weird like thing where you. You phase your face out, yeah. So it's just your face in a weird background, yeah. I can't get on board with that one, so (laughs) (laughs) I was like, No,
0: (laughs) is there anything else you want to share before we close out? I don't know, this has been a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about, and I love that. In the natural evolution of our discussion, we hit all of the points that I wanted to talk about, even if you weren't going <laughs> to ask. I was like, "Oh, done. I don't have to talk about it. I already brought it up." And so, I think there's so many more conversations. Hopefully, we can have in the future, and you'll join us another time. Thank you, definitely. So- oh, thank you so much. I know Sundays are hard, and you've got your little kids and your husbands with them, you know, outside. So, but thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. And you're welcome. Hopefully, you'll come back another time. Thank you so much for listening to the Life at Anchor podcast. You can follow me, Made by Van, on Instagram or Facebook. You can also find me at my website, lifeatanchor.com. I hope that you'll join me for our next episode.